0: What is the Upskies everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Gamer Cast. We are on episode 65 of my little gaming show where once a week I just have to ramble about video games cuz I love them so much and I could just talk about any video games. Old video games, new video games, whatever video games. So today We are going to be diving into kind of a hybrid series today. So we're doing a retro backlog slash retrospective. Because, damn, who hasn't played Donkey Kong Country 2? I grew up on this game, but I never beat it until now. So it's a little bit of a hybrid episode. Other than that, you know, I do modern reviews, some top tens, just conversations of video games. Anyway, if you like video games... You might have a good time right here, so buckle in before we get into the big old Donkey Kong Country 2 talk. Let's ramble about some stuff that I've been up to over the last week or so, and I always encourage you, the listener, let me know what you've been up to. Freaking ramble off. Let me know if you've been watching a show that you just have to binge, and let me know what you've been watching. Did you watch a scary movie on Halloween or any time? Let me know what your scariest movies are. I, I'm dying to hear it. And of course... What video games are you diving into right now? This is a ridiculous year. Mario Wonder, Spider-Man, Baldur's Gate, you name it. It's been ridiculous. Let me know But what video games you are playing. So, just like I'm about to do. So, let's talk about... Let's do some TV shows first because I feel a little bit bad that I didn't forget about it. But I forgot to shout this show out last week. And that is The Boys Presents... Diabolical, so this is on Amazon Prime, and it is in the universe of The Boys, and I did not know this show existed until I was listening to Kinda Funny, their podcast, and they shouted out that show hard, because there's the new Gen V show, which I am going to watch, haven't gotten there yet, but they also shouted out that show, uh, Diabolical, and I was like, what is that? And it's an animated show in The Boys universe, and oh... What a pleasant surprise this show was. And uh, so I think there's like maybe 10 episodes, and they're really short. They're like 10, 12 minutes long, and each episode has a different animation style. For example, the first one is kind of like a Looney Tunes episode. It's animated in a way like Looney Tunes. And, bro, I grew up on Looney Tunes, so that one hit home. I was hooked Hook, line, and sinker right away on The Boys Diabolical. You can smash through that show in like under two hours probably. Really, really enjoyable. It's a little violent. I mean, it is in The Boys universe, so, you know, be aware of that. Don't watch it with children or whatever unless, you know, you, you do that kind of thing. But excellent, excellent show. Really enjoyed it. It has a lot of ties to uh, the show, The Boys, the, the real live-action one. There's a lot of ties to it, so if you enjoyed The Boys... Or Gen V or whatever, don't miss out on Diabolical. It is awesome. And I also, I crushed, uh, finished off the finale of Reservoir Dogs Unreal Show. So wholesome, so just mm, right in the feels. Fantastic. Don't miss out on Reservoir Dogs. It's on Disney Plus. Phenomenal show. And speaking of Disney Plus, I popped on an episode of Loki. Because the new season is out, season 2, so I was like, alright, I'll give it a shot. I'm not huge on the Marvel Universe, like, I've definitely taken a huge step back. But uh, I did enjoy, oh, what was that one that just came out? Anyway, uh, the other one that was on Disney, I enjoyed that one. So I gave Loki a try, he's one of my more preferred characters, I guess, in the Marvel Universe. I only watched the first episode, it was fine, so I'm gonna check it out. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there. I did not watch any movies, I don't believe, this week. Let's just take a check. No, I definitely had a big gaming week. So let's talk about some video games. I uh, finished off Cocoon last week, and I had a funny feeling that I was going to just go down the rabbit hole a little bit with Play Dead Games. And I did that. So I played Inside, which has been on my backlog for a very long time. And whoa, I didn't... Now, I'll just say it flat out. I liked Cocoon better. It was just the puzzles were way more, like, in-depth. But what a wild, weird, wacky, unique experience Inside was. Uh, highly recommended. I literally got it for a dollar or something on, on the, my uh, Nintendo Switch. For a dollar... For $5, $10, $15, yeah. Dude, this is just one of the more unique experiences I've ever had with a video game. And similar to Cocoon, like I know I'm doing it weird. I'm kind of going backwards with their their release uh, catalog. But uh, Inside is uh, very much so not hand-holding, very mysterious. You just kind of get put into a spot. It's not really difficult. And the puzzles were good. They didn't like... De- they didn't stump me as bad as Cocoon, some of those ones, but wow, what a fucking experience inside is. It's hard to talk about it without uh, spoiling anything, but it's a, a short experience. I think it was like two hours. So, yeah, it's like you, it's a must check out for the price and the experience. Very, very cool. And I downloaded Limbo as well on my Switch. It was two bucks. I already have it on PlayStation, but I loved it on handheld oh also if you're going to play inside it's not necessarily a scary game it's a little unsettling uh more what would you call suspenseful i guess um but play it in the dark play it in the dark no lights on it definitely uh, fits that atmosphere and also it's just kind of a dark game so you don't want to have any like lights interfering just a little recommendation there for you but inside whoa dude that shit was nuts I've uh, been playing through Baldur's Gate 3, of course, did an episode on that last week, and uh, yeah, still playing through that, I' getting to the point now where I, f- I played it for like hours today, like a couple, two or three hours, and I, I did nothing, bro, like all I I was just looking around... Uh, getting into this getting into that a little bit of that story a little bit of this story and yeah i mean it's not a bad thing at all i'm just having so much fun i've heard people say that the the act three falls off i'm in act three and i'm still heavily enjoying myself so i don't know about that one so still loving baldur's gate three uh castlevania circle of the moon i had to tap out i could i got to the final boss got to dracula can't beat him and it's mostly because I'm extremely underleveled. I just, I just really, uh, just way too underleveled. Uh, in the guide that I was following, I'm at least 12 levels under where they are to. In the final boss and i'm not willing to do the grind so yeah i'm tapping out i'm a bitch i can't beat dracula i'm not willing to put in the time for the grind but a really really fun game i am excited to go into some more of those uh, castlevania advanced collections just be wary it's pretty tough but uh, a lot of fun i will say it was a lot of fun started up moonlighter on my switch that has been on the backlog forever Dave the Diver's come out, and that looks extremely extremely appealing. A lot of people have been saying great things about that. I have it on my wish list. I'm going to buy it, but it sounds similar to what Moonlighter was, and I'm like, I can't do Dave the Diver before I give Moonlight, uh, Moonlighter a shot, and so far, so good. I did like an hour and a half or two, and it's charming, very charming. You're like... Uh, you're running a shop, and you're going into little dungeons, and you're beating up monsters and collecting stuff uh, by night. And during the day, you take items that you found in the dungeons, and you sell them in your shop, to get more money, and you can upgrade the little town that you're in. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely got a pretty damn appealing and pretty addictive uh gameplay loop so far so i'm i'm definitely enticed if you like cult of the lamb you might uh enjoy this it's it's not exactly the same but there's some similarities right there especially with the combat um yeah enjoying moonlighter so far and then i had a little craving for a little bit of Resident Evil and it's been, apparently it's been three years since I last played Resident Evil 2 Remake. I only went through the Leon campaign so I'm going back and finishing off the Claire side of the story. I wanted to give myself enough time to forget and uh, unfamiliarize myself with the layout of that game. I got way too familiar so went in there, played like an hour and a half or two and I am terrified of... Absolutely terrified. It is just as scary as the first time. Well, maybe not as scary. I was like, I quit. Admittedly, the first time that I played Resident Evil Two Remake, the second Mr. X made his appearance, I I tapped out for about a week, and then manned up and got back in there, finished that bitch off. But. We're back in there with Claire. It's going awesome. The game is oh, so good playing it on the PS5 upgraded version now, so that's nice. And it's just an unreal game, man. I just uh yeah, still have a craving after playing uh, Dead Space 2 and of course, right after that the Dead Space remake comes out on Game Pass, so I got that downloaded. Might save that for next year and um hold that one out, but uh we'll see if I can hold off. It's I'm very very tempted with that game right there and I think that is all the games that I've been playing let's just take a second look yes so been pretty busy with the fidget games and also of course been playing some Donkey Kong Country 2 so I finally beat it so let's talk about the legendary Donkey Kong Country 2 So we're getting this out of the way right now. This sa- The soundtrack in Donkey Kong Country 2 is untouchable. One of the greatest soundtracks ever to be made. Still to this day. Fight me on it. I don't even care. It's un-freaking-real, bro. The vibes that <laughs> the soundtrack in this game gives. It's bone-chilling. And cons- the time that this came out. It's just un-freaking-believable, this soundtrack. It's... You know, I will definitely, at some point in one of these days, I will do an all-time soundtrack, and this one's going to be on it, undoubtedly, and it's still one of my favorites. I still hum the music. It's one of my earliest uh, soundtracks that I that really dug into my brain at a very, very early age. So, yeah, gotta get that out of the way. The music is unfrickin' believable. I cannot do it justice in this... Uh, podcast episode alone, because there's just so freaking many timeless tunes, jammies, if you will, in this video game, so go out of your way, it's probably, it will be the best hour and a little bit of your life, go on YouTube, go anywhere, wherever you can listen to it, look up the Donkey Kong Country 2 soundtrack, and you can thank me later for that, so moving on, let's have a little history with Donkey Kong Country 2 and myself. So, this is one of the legendary group of games that was at the beginning for me of, of when the lights flicked on and my brain was like, Oh, hey, I'm starting to retain memories. Donkey Kong Country was there, man. Like, oh, Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 specifically. Um, I definitely... As a child was more into, I would say, the first Donkey Kong Country because it's substantially easier. Uh, Still not very, very easy. uh, Still a challenging game, especially for uh, a child of the year of four years old. And uh, my sister was maybe six or seven at the time. And yeah, we never beat these games as a kid. I didn't beat... The first Donkey Kong game until I was a teenager, and I had not beaten Donkey Kong Country 2 until just a couple days ago, so... And I will say it right now, I use save states like a little baby, because there's no fucking way I was going to beat this game on my OG Super Nintendo, my controllers are just garbage... Uh, it's it just wasn't going to happen. I don't have the patience or the time to grind into it. even when I was a kid and did have the time. I just I'm not good at platforming games. So yeah, getting that out of the way as well. Using safe states a whole bunch in this one. There's just no way I'm just not good enough. So apologies if that offends anybody, but I'm not shying away from it. So there it is. I finally did beat it though, and fuck, I must say, I'm on cloud nine today, bro. My washing machine got fixed. It didn't cost me an arm and a leg. I beat Donkey Kong Country 2. And yeah, so this is a great time to talk about this game. So, goddamn. So what other kind of history do I have? I mean, my sister and I, we played the bejesus out of this game as kids. Um, Very much just, I oh, the first world of this game is just kind of ingrained in my brain. Because we did not get very far in this one at all. I think we tapped out. Definitely, it was a struggle to get through to World 2 and get to the end and beat the boss on that one. Forget about World 3. We're not getting through that without game overs and stuff. So, And even in my teen years, I, I... best got to world five so what i'm planning to do with this episode i'm gonna go through each world there's only like six of them i'm just gonna quickly we're gonna quickly go through my favorite levels my least favorite the difficulty of the world and we'll go through a whole bunch of some of the other stuff the classic stuff the characters the mu. well we did the music graphics we can touch on that and yeah it's gonna be a good time especially if you love me i love you and love me. Sure, love me. But if you love Donkey Kong Country, we're going to be sucking some of that Donkey Kong Country dick right here. So let's get into more stuff, I guess. But wait, but wait, there's more with the history lesson. I I have to. I cannot not mention this if I'm talking Donkey Kong Country 2. But this is one of the origin story video games for my best friend, my, my homie, the homie my boy Billy, we used to play this game every day on our lunch break, and we had a spare class, if people know what that is in high school, we had a a class where we just didn't have a class, so we paired that up with the lunch break, we would every day go to the corner store, bag of collision Doritos, if anyone remembers that, instant legendary status, a liter of Pepsi, and off we go to the to the homie's house and we are playing some Donkey Kong Country 2 and hands down my the homie Billy he is a stud at platforming video games especially Mario games he slaughtered Donkey Kong Country in embarrassing fashion right before my eyes I was stunned and I think maybe I got to I don't know bro maybe the third fourth world before he he already had the game beat and I'm like all right fuck goddamn fuck me I guess but there is one of the more legendary moments we had uh, when we used to hang out every day, man. Uh, I, I think it's the second world. Uh, let me just grab up here. Yes, so in the se- it's only in the second world that the bane of my existence already began. I believe it is canon's claim, but it's one of the levels where you have to go up, and you're avoiding birds, and you're just trying to make your way up the platform, and you're using the, the fucking barrels, you're using the hooks, and you're making these jumps over bees and stuff, and I don't know what's wrong with my brain and this stuff, but I am just so painfully bad at timing and platforming games, and so many other things in platforming games. I'm dreadful, I'm embarrassing to watch. I would never want to film my. Myself playing one of these games because it's so... Oh, it's ugly. It is ugly. But I was struggling mightily with this level, going up and up and up slowly, dying, getting a little bit further, dying. And I finally got to the top, and I got fucking hit by a dude right at the end and fell all the way down, and I just happened to rip a nasty fart. Just... And it just sunk up perfectly with the fall, and we giggled like little girls for probably minutes. It was an all-time, so there you go. That was just one of the all-time moments that I had with Donkey Kong Country 2 and my homie Billy, and it's probably going to stick with me for the rest of time. So, goddamn, what else do we need? Let's talk about the graphics just quickly. I mean, I did an episode on Donkey Country, or Donkey Country, Donkey Kong Country 1, talked about how... Just stunning the graphics were and how different this game looks compared to anything else, really, on the Super Nintendo at the time. And Donkey Kong Country 2 takes it just a little bit further, man. Things are a little bit more crisp. Character models look a little bit tighter. The backgrounds are definitely a lot more detailed. And when it comes to the environments, I would say the worlds in Donkey Kong Country 2 are a lot more varied. you got some very, very nice-looking places, especially the... Uh, the theme park carnival area That's my favorite I think that is just such an awesome looking area And I'm always going to love The look of Donkey Kong Country I know it may not tickle everybody's pickle There's maybe some of you younger kids out there But I'm, o- I'm always going to be a sucker for Donkey Kong Country Because it's literally been there my entire life And I love the way this game looks It still holds up in my opinion today I think it looks really good Uh Definitely, if you are going to play it, I would recommend uh, just play it handheld on your Switch. If that that's the easiest way, if you have an OG and you got the TV for it, then by all means, get ahead. But playing it on Nintendo Switch handheld and the, the little screen of the Switch, I thought it was perfect. I did play it a little bit on my big screen, and yeah, it gets tugged out. It's on like a 50-inch uh, TV, so yeah, it's it. That's not. It's natural form. So it's not going to look its best in that time, but it still holds up to me. It's beautiful. I love the way Donkey Kong Country looks. So we'll throw that one out there because the goddamn game just looks beautiful. And let's talk about some of the characters, man. I mean, that's kind of the. I don't know if it's really all that much of a controversy nowadays. I feel like people are pretty set on Donkey Kong Country 2 having the best pair of characters to play as. I'm not saying that Donkey Kong is, you know, not as cool as Diddy or Dixie, but me personally, I like Diddy Kong all in all. He's my favorite in that universe, I guess. And I even watched that if anyone remembers the awful uh, computer animated Donkey Kong Country show, D Okay, wait, that's never mind. That's Donkey Kong Country 64. Never mind. I played that too, but the show, I did watch the show. I loved it. Uh it does not hold up whatsoever today, but uh yeah, that show was legendary. If anyone knows that if knows what I'm talking about, special special shout out to you, my friends. But I like all the characters, but I think it's pretty definitive that Donkey Kong Country 2 has got the best. It's Dixie, it's Diddy, Donkey Kong in the first game, just, he's tanky a little bit. He does not have the movement uh, and um, even the abilities of Diddy or Dixie. So Dixie, you get the, the she's got her ponytail and you can spin it. So you get a little bit more precision with the jumps and I mean, it's already a very it's a very tight game. Now I will admit, I think Mario games are tighter. I think that's pretty safe and fair to say. Honestly, I played both of these. Uh, I played Mario uh, older Mario titles this year and Donkey Kong, and I I could say I think Mario is a better controlling game, but Donkey Kong Country. Uh, especially two is rather tight but there's some things that aren't super tight and we'll talk about that I guess when we get to the characters but Dixie is awesome really like Dixie now honestly I'll admit I like Diddy a little bit more he's faster his jump isn't quite as precise and you can't do like a nice long jump that you can with Dixie she can is it Dixie or Trixie Uh uh-oh no, it's, it's Dixie. Okay, no, we're good. Okay, my heart just dropped for a second. I was like, oh, God, have I been saying the wrong name for the last 20 minutes? Anyway, no, we're good. But, yeah, she's got a great jump, but I prefer Diddy. He just feels a little bit better and also a little bit more familiar because he's there in the, in the first game. He's not there in the third game, and on— I have not really played the third game, that's on the list, I remember it vividly, my cousins playing it a lot when I was a kid, but that's just the one that I never had, and I've played it a handful of times, didn't love it right away, but I will play it and get through it at some point throughout the life of this podcast, I swear, but... Donkey Kong, sorry, homie, but you definitely don't hold up to uh, Dixie. Uh, It's up for debate with uh, the baby one and the third one. I don't remember his name, but uh, once I get there, uh, we'll have that debate when we get to that one. But uh, there's also other, like, Cranky, all-time, love this guy. Uh, I believe that he is, like, the OG Donkey Kong from, like, the arcade game. I believe that is the story behind him. But he delivers these really nice one-liners, like, oh, if I was playing the game... Uh, I would have got all the coins. Like he really talks shit, especially at the end of the game. To me, like bro, I got 55 percent completion. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's, I mean, some of you're probably snickering, like, but whatever. But he talks shit, bro. Like hard to me. He's like, that's all you got, like a player like you. I mean, she's What? What do you expect? And he's like, oh, if I was playing, I would have gotten all the tokens. You know that. I mean, I appreciate it, man. Like, it's not a very long game, but if you were to go and try and collect all the things and play the mystery world that I believe is in this game, I'm not... I didn't get there. I apologize. I'm not fucking good enough for that kind of stuff. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the dexterity, okay? Jeez. You got, uh, uh Funky? Funky Kong. Oh, dude. I... Oh, I loved Funky Kong so much, and my excitement when I finally got to play as him in, I believe it was Mario Kart Wii, was the first time I got my hands on him, or, or I i don't even, I, it might be the first time you were able to play as him, I don't think he was in Donkey Kong 64, I might be fucking all that up, but... I've always loved Funky Kong I I feel like he should be it, Like he should have a game or something I think he does have uh, in one of the ones On the Wii or the Wii U Maybe there's a mode maybe I think Funky mode where you can play as Funky Kong but oh man I've always Loved Funky way back into The old games he's just so cool he's wearing Sunglasses and stuff like How much cooler can he get especially growing up Like 90s kids sunglasses were Huge I mean I mean people still Wear them but yeah and that, oh, dude, uh, Wrinkly Kong, I must admit, always kind of creep me out, uh, she's nice, and she's helpful, but she's freaky looking, and she's got a weird old lady monkey thing going on, and she's always looking up at you weird, and uh, she's a little unsettling to me personally, so we'll pass on that, there's Swanky Kong, Swanky Kong's pretty cool, I rarely I don't really remember much of the outside stuff admittedly with Donkey Kong Country 2 I was never big on collecting and but this game show thing I you know I don't remember it but I was I played it a little bit throughout my playthrough and it's pretty fucking cool like I like that they ask questions and they're like they're they're real like they're like oh what's the name of this enemy I'm like oh fuck uh uh." (laughs) and yeah it's not bad I mean I didn't go through the whole entire thing but it's a nice little touch there to this game and then oh man okay so you got the helpers now there might be some controversy here uh with these ones so ramby the rhino all time love this motherfucker untouchable how dare you if you even think he's awesome so ramby's fine on guard swordfish we're good we're good. I, I appreciate you and the water levels, and the water levels are actually good. Uh, I will I will hold on to good. I will hold on to good in Donkey Kong Country. Water levels are pretty good, and yes, I appreciate the help of On Guard. Then you got Radley the Snake. Uh, there's some issues here, uh, control wise. Not really feeling, not really feeling Radley right up in here. I don't really like the levels where you need to be Radley. Uh, the control just isn't awesome, and the, the side effect, or its bonus action, where you have to hold down the button, and he springs, and you yeah, launch up with a big jump, it's not awesome, when it gets hit, it makes a weird sound, and I don't like that sound, not a big fan of Radley the Snake, so, fight me on that, then you got Squitter the Spider, so I don't like spiders, but I will give it to Squitter, pretty freaking good, and, a pretty interesting character. Well, not, I mean, it's not in-depth character like, Oh, it's got daddy issues or anything like that, but I like it's um mechanic that it has. So it shoots out spider webs, sick, helpful, useful. But then it's other one is that it shoots out like a, a sticky web and you can shoot it out and then time it. And it, it basically makes a platform for you. And especially in some of the later levels, really tricky using that. Now, I'm not going to chalk it up to really the control for it was bad. Other, I think it's more so I'm just god-awful at it. But I like that mechanic. I think it was unique uh, to make your own platforms with the spider. And it leads to some interesting bonus uh, rooms. And I think the bonus rooms are really quite awesome in Donkey Kong Country 2. I really like the ones in the first game, collecting the stars and whatnot. But the ones in 2 are just a little bit faster They're definitely a little challenging, some of them. They're really hard to find, a lot of them. I fucking didn't bother. I was just struggling to get through the goddamn game, okay? So I wasn't worried about the bonus rooms. But they're there, and they're really good. I like the bonus rooms in both games. But, uh, Squitter, pretty freaking awesome. I I like the Spider. And then there's Squawks. I like the look of Squawks. I just, I suck so hard at the Squawks levels. And, uh, the control is fine. It's just, I think the levels for Squawks are really fucking difficult. Uh, you, they're generally, like, you gotta move. We'll get there. Uh, I have them, uh, noted. Uh, the Squawks levels, they're generally not my favorite. But I can't really give it, you know, put it on Squawks. I mean, Squawks didn't do anything wrong. Control's fine. It's just his damn levels. Her, her levels? His levels? Its levels? Whatever they're hard and i'm not good at them so there's you know a little bit of tension between me and squawks but if we were just hanging out and not playing its difficult levels we're cool squawks we're cool og og character right there so i'll give it to squawks i'm cool with you i'm cool with you and yeah so i think that's it let's fucking get into the game Let's talk about my my run through uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. And let's fucking slide in a little bit more music right here. Why not? This game deserves it. Ugh, do you not just want to go and punch a wall or something after listening to that? That is just mm, <laughs> so good. But seriously, y'all, this is one of the hardest platforming games that I have ever beaten, you know, with quotations, as previously mentioned, save states and, not, and, and whatnot. So if that doesn't count in your books, then so be it. But I'm classifying this as probably one of the hardest platforming games I've ever played. Also, you know, Asterix, I am awful. At platforming games, especially 2D ones, I oh, just oh, embarrassing. But I'm gonna go through all these all these <laughs> worlds, and uh, we'll go through some of the the highs and lows of my performances and whatnot. So we start this game out with all time, Gangplank Galleon. I mean, na 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 na. The music, man. Oh god. And I love the, the pirate theming of Donkey Kong Country too. It's it's a little bit random, but again, if you watch the show, it, it makes sense. Now I don't remember if I played this game before or after that show existed. Um again, a child, don't you know really know a hundred percent what was going on around me, but I like the pirate theming of the game more so. I mean, the jungle and stuff like that, but it's kind of like the the ancient temple stuff in the first game. That's where I don't really like that area as much. There's just so much better stuff going on with the the way that Donkey Kong Country 2 looks. So you start off on the ship and stuff. The music is sick. You got your familiar Kremlins and all that stuff and... (laughs) Jeez, man. Oh, this game is so good. So, personally, you know, I'm going to check it out and just say it's the first level. That's my personal favorite one. I played it a gazillion times. I mean, I feel like most people would say their 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 favorite level in Mario games in the, wor- in the first world would be that first level. They're always so iconic. And so is this one for me personally because I was so awful and I had to replay this level a million, zillion, gajillion times. Uh, the music... I mean, the music in every one of them, every world, every level is so freaking good, but I really enjoyed the music on Lockjaw's Locker, just, oh, God, again, just listen to the soundtrack, so good, and honestly, this world is not very difficult, and it probably shouldn't be, because, you know, a lot of kids played this game, I played this game as a kid, and it's, I I would give it a 2 out of 10 on the difficulty, not that bad uh it's not a walk in the park it's not you know there's definitely some deaths admittedly for me in the first world i'm not shy to say that and the first boss is so so you got crow it's iconic for me because again fought it a million times just a big pirate bird a uh, big crow a similar crow that you see throughout the game uh It was fine. It throws down the eggs on you. It's not that hard. It's like a 5 out of 10 in terms of difficulty and fun and all that stuff. It was fine. It's not bad. But I definitely remember that some bitch from my childhood. Let me tell you that for free. And then we get... I mean, it starts to get real personally for me right at the second world, man. Uh, Crocodile Cauldron. This one with the lava... And, I, oh, man, the music in this level is so freaking sick. It's so groovy. It's just, mm, oh, it is fantastic. So I love the music in this world. My favorite level, shockingly, I, I thought I was going to hate this one. I recall not being a fan of this one as a kid. But Red Hot Ride, and this is the one where you're jumping on the big fucking blue uh, hot air balloons and you need to ride them across. I mean, extremely creative and really cool now i must say i was wasn't necessarily let down with donkey kong country one but i don't know maybe it's because i remember the minecart level so vividly and how awesome that level was from the first game uh that is kind of the peak uh for me honestly in that first game but there's definitely a lot more creativity in donkey kong country 2 they amp up the difficulty which leads to a lot of really cool creative levels and they start out in pretty nice fashion in the second world with this hot air balloon stuff i believe this is where we do get introduced to a squiddy squitter the spider and fucking like i said man i like that fucking little spider my least favorite level in this one was canon's claim fucking <laughs> for over 20 years this level has claimed my ass, man. It still kicks my ass. I was still having trouble with this level uh, just this week. Maybe it's because I was uh, you know, having a little bit of flashbacks of the horrible, horrible times slash great times that I had with the homie Billy playing this level. And this is basically where the boys became men uh, during our playthrough. Uh, in this game, you can... Uh, and I think all the Donkey Kong countries do this. You can play each other like... Uh, basically against each other, like, okay, it's your turn, if you die, then it's my turn, and if I beat the level, you can keep going until you die, I believe, I might be a little hazy on that, but I did good throughout the first world, I didn't fall too far behind, but yeah, around here, this is where I started falling way behind, forget about it, I just, oh, so freaking bad, but that level still just owns my ass and then squawks shaft oh my god dude the bane of my existence are the squawks levels i am so freaking bad at them i feel like i just rush them or i don't know man i definitely panic i panic like crazy and the squawks levels drive me a little bit crazy they are really fun though like they're a lot of fun i just wish i was better at them like I said, love the music in this world. So freaking groovy. And the overall difficulty, you know, it's it's definitely a ramp up from the first world. But it was still not as bad as I remembered it. I gave it a 4 out of 10. So it's not crazy, but it's it's twice as hard as the first world. So we're getting there. And then the boss. Oh, baby. A fucking sword named Cleaver. Now, I really like Cleaver, man. It's a really fun boss. A little challenging, I remember, especially, uh, not so much now, playing it on the Switch, better controller than the Super Nintendo controllers that I had, uh, back when I was playing it. Jumping across the lava, the like, you throw the cannonball at the sword, and then, like, the hooks come down and you have to jump across the hooks to get to the other side of the platform. And then rinse and repeat, I just, oh man, those controllers really made it difficult for me, uh... You know, until, until just recently, that boss fight was a little challenging. Today, not so bad, but I, oh man, I really like this boss. Uh, I believe it also does the fake out, and it still got me today. I was like, oh yeah, we got it. And then it pops back out of the lava, and it just goes fucking crazy. A shrink, a swink, a swink. Good fucking boss, man. Really like this one. 7 out of 10 overall for that boss. Really good shit. And then, oh buddy, this is where... The challenge really starts to come in. This is where the safe stating really got shameless. You know, I'm just doing it all whenever I can. So, creme Quay, goddamn. So, my favorite level in this one was Crockhead Clamber and Bramble Blast. So, Bramble Blast, I believe that's the super iconic level where you're going, you're shooting across in the barrels. Kind of the maze. Now, I don't like mazes, I tend to not like mazes. But it's the atmosphere of that level. And of course, the fucking music is just it's almost out of the league for the game. Like it is so good. It needs to be like in a in a what do you call it? National Geographic like ocean movie or something. It's just so oh oh it's so goddamn good the level itself again not my favorite because of the maze thing i got lost and yeah but every time it comes up you're just like oh baby it just takes you back and it's just the music hits so fucking good it's it might be the best music in the whole entire game there's again there's just so many freaking good songs my least favorite level in this one was Rattle Battle. It's uh, the snake level, and I'm just I'm bad at the snake. I don't really like the control of the snake all that much. And, uh, yeah, it's just not my favorite one. Music, all time. Like, come on now. The Bramble Blast music, unbelievable. The difficulty, we're getting ramped up now. We're at a six and a half at then. So it's starting to get a little bit real. And then the boss is Cudgel. Now, I believe... That is the, oh man, the big muscular looking, uh, crocodile, crocodile, what the fuck? Uh, Kremlin crocodile guy. These dudes, they were like, they guard these fucking areas. Now I've never fucking tried to deal with them. I, when I was a kid, you know, I didn't have internet back then. I didn't get internet. Like I didn't understand the internet until like 2006. So, you know, I, I'd never really bothered to look up. I think you have to give them coins and stuff. But uh, he's huge and intimidating. He's got that huge club. And I've always liked the look of this dude. He's always been really cool, very intimidating uh, to me as a kid that I honestly, whenever we went up to him, my sister and I are like, yeah, I don't like that. Let's just get the hell out of here. I'm not fighting this dude. He's like, fight me. I'm like, nah dog, I'm I'm good. I'm good personally. Still to this day, thirty year old man, I'm good, man, you're big. i'm good i don't want it but his boss fight you have to fight him here at the end of this world and it's pretty good it's solid like he's not that difficult but he's pretty fun like he he jumps down you gotta jump to avoid like his earthquake shake and stuff it's all right i just really like the look of him and i gave him a six and a half no i gave him a six but i could bump it up to six and a half at then if that makes you like me a little bit more so we'll go six and a half and that is the world difficulty that I gave this one as well, and I believe, oh, I'm trying, you know, I, I, honest, I've beaten this game like two days ago, and I'm already hazy a little bit, but I think this is the level, uh, or the world that has a lot of the, what is it, like the swamp, the swamp, god damn it, man, oh, I'm so bad at the swamp levels, just, Awful. I'm just awful. I, I'm going to say it time and time again. And again, this is where I would generally get tapped out as a kid. If I ever got this far, it was rare. I must have been... You know, this is peak. If I got this far as a kid, it was nuts. But I probably got here with one or two uh, lives left. And it didn't get very far. It's a, tr- it's a fucking tricky level. And this is where... You know, I already knew that my boy Billy was good at these games, but he used to make this game his bitch, and I was just, you know, a little jealous, you know, gotta say, gotta say, a little bit jealous, but yeah, it's starting to get a little bit tricky here, and then we move on to crazy Kremlin, oh, it's such a sick world, Uh, we get introduced to, uh, it's not really a minecart, it's the same style, it's a roller coaster, though, and it's fucking dope it's super hard uh, not as i it's it's hard uh, i don't think uh the my, the minecart in the first game is tricky as well but i would have to say this one is definitely harder uh but oh my god do i ever love the look of this one looks so freaking good uh the background with the fireworks going on i'm a sucker for that stuff like if you're in a carnival a theme park anything like that that shit's dope, I love theme parks, and, yeah, love that stuff, it's probably going to be a lot of people's favorite, but it's fucking really fun, it's fun, it's challenging, and, oh, I think, I don't know if there's, if it's that level, uh, target terror, it has to be, where that fucking dude is chasing after you, that might be later, no, that's later, okay, but, We'll talk about that later. I have that one written down. There's a later roller coaster level. It's a little bit scarier, and but still, target terror is dope. I think that's the one where you have to hit the targets. That makes a lot of sense, right? To open or close the gates, uh, so that you don't get hurt. That level's good. And oh, uh, what's the one where you get chased by the giant bee? That one was really good as well. Uh, Rambi Rumble. Oh, the fucking bees in Donkey Kong Country, man. Oh my god. I hate those damn things. Oh, they always get me. They're freaking hitbox. I don't know why. I just, oh, I'm so bad with the bees. Uh, It's a running thing. I'm just awful. I will say it again, but I did like running away from the giant bee. The music is tense. And those are probably some of my favorite types of levels in platformers. The ones where you're just moving as fast as possible the platforming isn't necessarily crazy hard but something's chasing after you i actually really enjoy those types of levels and yeah it's one of my favorite ones my least favorite in crazy kremlin was uh bramble scramble i'm just again it's another freaking squawks level it's a cool level i'm just so bad at it the music is really good i would say i this one didn't pop out as much to me but i I, maybe i'll give it to when that bee is chasing you that that shit did hit and it definitely made it pretty intense and a little bit scary now the world difficulty i definitely was getting some challenge for sure this one i gave an eight out of ten I was getting my ass kicked by this level, man, absolutely getting my ass kicked, if I recall correctly, I even, I think my buddy Billy had a couple of deaths, probably had some deaths in this level, you know, and I didn't even make it to this level, so there you go, so, yeah, this one's freaking hard, and it also has my least favorite boss fight by a lot, I actually fucking hate this one, King Zing, fucking hate this one, it's, It's almost everything that I dislike about Donkey Kong: the bees. So you got to fight a giant freaking bee. Your squawks. I think you're uh, you're not playing as squawks, but squawks is holding on to you. So you're just this massive target to be hit by a massive bee. It's going up and down the levels, and you got to hit it hit the little stinger on its ass. And it oh, it just moves faster and faster. Fucking awful, bro. I'm oh. This one took me a little bit to get through, and I really got angry at this one. Didn't like it. Don't like King Zing. He can go the fucking hell. My personal least favorite boss fight in this game, and it's not even close. This is the only one that I actually think I just think is not good. Just not that fun. Really just annoying. But I guess if you're you're good at it, then you're probably good at it. I'm not good. We move on to Gloomy Gulch. Oh, fuck yeah. So now we're getting into, like new territory for me, gameplay-wise, I have never, like, played these levels, I've watched these levels be played, but here we go, my favorite one was Haunted Hall, the one I mentioned earlier, another coaster level, but this is the one where you get that really fucking freaky bandana-wearing skeleton dude chasing after you, and he looks creepy, he looks creepy as hell, and... But the level is so freaking good, man. Again, the background is so good. I believe we're still... I think they're still doing the backgrounds with the fireworks and stuff. You would think I remember this. It was like 72 hours ago minimum. But yeah, you know, getting old and shit. But that level is so sick. I love any coaster, minecart. It's my jam. So that's my favorite level. My least favorite, you guessed it. It's a parrot, parrot Shoot Panic. Dodging bees with squawks. <laughs> I mean, I I hate it. I just, I'm so sorry, squawks. I mean, nothing against you personally. It's just, I'm. Oh, your levels drive me fucking bananas. And oh, Wed Woods also took me a solid eight thousand tries, dude. This is where you know the spiderweb thing with squid. Fuck, what's its goddamn name? Squitter. What a weird name. I don't think I like that name, but. This one's really challenging where you have to go for quite a long time jumping across your man-made platforms. And admittedly, there was a lot of times where... The platforms would just kind of disappear at random. I Sometimes I was like, okay, I straight up don't know why that one disappeared. Other ones have lasted way longer than that one. I only had two. So there was some questionable deaths for sure. Hence the 8,000 times it took me to get through that one little fucking one, one and a half minute tops part of the level. Really fucking hard. And I was definitely raging a little bit right there. But... The music in Wed Woods is... Mm, chef's kiss, baby. So freaking good. I gave this an 8.5 out of 10. This world kicked the shit out of me. But really like the boss. Creepy Crow, I mean, they do kind of reuse the, the boss from the first world. But it's a ghost now, I think. So it's really spooky. And this one honestly was my favorite boss in the game. You're going up levels... Uh, climbing up, and you're dodging the eggs, it's just, like, if they made this the first boss, it may have been a little bit too difficult, but it might have been a lot better, Uh, it would have been, you know, in the long run, a lot better, you're not rehashing the boss uh, of the first uh, world, but I really liked playing this boss, it was really, really fun, good challenge, probably my favorite boss in the game, I mean, the last boss well we'll get there so we're at the final ish world if you're not counting the bonus extra world or all that crap but we're there k rules keep bump 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 Oh, buddy, I gotta say, it feels pretty darn good getting to K. Rules Keep for the first time in my existence. It was uh, a challenge to get here, but we're not done yet. There are still... it's not over yet. There's still some pretty freaking hard levels, but there's some damn good ones, too. So, I got a couple favorites here. Windy Well was a lot of fun, so... Um... Kind of similar to the level in uh, World 2 that is the bane of my existence, but this one's a lot more fun, honestly. You're jumping up into the wind tunnels, and then you're just floating up to the top of the level, and you're dodging the bees and all the other stuff but uh, I enjoyed floating my way up there it was a good navigation some really tight uh you know getting through the bees with uh you know just with like a pixel a frame edge of of room to get through some really tight squeezes in these uh in some of these levels but I really like that one and castle crush oh man this one was good I wish maybe there was a, a few more levels like this it's kind of just your classic. You're on a platform. It's just moving up, uh, consistently, and enemies are coming down and attacking you. And you gotta work through like not necessarily a maze, but you gotta pick like the right path so you don't get crushed on the way up. Big fan of that level. That was a lot of fun, but of course it was challenging and took me a handful of tries to get through it. My least favorite one was uh, Screech's Sprint. Oh my god, this that was so. Fun fucking hard oh my god that fucking evil parrot and this one is tight butthole man like not only do you have to go fast because you're in a race and the bird screech is fast man like that dude doesn't fuck around and it's a lot of trial and error like i don't know honestly if i would ever have gotten through it as a kid how many times i w- i don't know it it would been it would have been really tough it's uh yeah you're flying through as scree as um Squawks, and you're just... You're trying to pick the right paths. You're dodging through bees. Really tight squeezes through, like, the thorn walls. But the music slaps. The music is unreal. But jeez, man, this took me... Oh, God. At least 30-plus tries. And, like, a ton of save states. Like, alright, I figured out how to get through this spot. And then, blah, blah, blah. Try a whole bunch of times. Get through the next spot. Fuck you, Screech. You son of a bitch. But finally... Got through it. It was really tough. Uh, like I said, the, my favorite music was Screech's Sprint. The music was at least fantastic. And I got to listen to it 8 zillion times. Oh, goddamn you, Screech, you bastard. And this world was fucking tough. I gave it a 9. It. I mean, it should be the toughest world. Some people might vary. I mean, some people might find Gloomy Gulch more difficult. Some might find Kremlin more difficult. But for me... K Rule's Keep because this is the first time I've ever been here. These are all very unfamiliar. The last time I saw these levels played was probably when my buddy Billy did it. And that was, holy fuck, when we were in high ski. So a while ago, you know what I'm saying? But it's not over yet. One more bitch left. The final bass, Captain K Rule. Oh my goodness. The final boss in the first Donkey Kong was a challenge. Like,. I got through it, but it was hard. That was, I think, the hardest thing of that entire game. Really challenging boss fight. Kind of a figure out the pattern, rinse and repeat, figure it out. And kind of the same deal here with Captain K. rule. but it's a long freaking fight, man. I think there's three or four phases, and it's tricky. It's tricky. I mean, some parts are easy. Some, I, oh my god, uh... The thing that I couldn't figure out for the life of me, I got through it once. And that's when he shoots off those damn clouds at you. And if the clouds touch you, it reverses your controls. And I got so used to my my controls getting reversed because I got hit so many times. But then finally, after I would say solid 15, 20 times it took me to finally take this fuck down. Uh, it was, oh God, I finally made it. It was with Trixie or Dixie uh, anyway, but I finally made it over with her, and I just save-stated right there, I was like, oh my god, I finally did it, and I finally took down K. Rule. like, he'll slide over to you, thankfully, he only turns invisible the one time, that was pretty fucked up, the cannonballs he shoots at you, they aren't too bad, like, the pattern that he shoots is a a little bit tricky, for sure, they all come out in, like, different patterns, and he takes a lot of shots to take down, like, you gotta grab the cannonball, and throw it at him when he's absorbing with his fucking blunderbuss and then it blows up in his face. Pretty damn satisfying. But you gotta do that a whole bunch of times. Thankfully, though, they do give you uh, a barrel, so if you if you get hit, you can replenish one of your... one of the Kongs, at least, so that was good, but yeah, bro, again, another thing, there, I don't know if I would ever have gotten through it. It would have taken me a long time of trial and error to get through Captain K. Rule OG, but I save stated and I got through it and it was still hard as fuck. He might be making an appearance on the hardest bosses I've ever, I've ever been up against. He was tough, man. He was definitely tough, especially for a 2D platformer. Like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely tough. Like it ain't no Mario bosses. The Donkey Kong games don't fuck around with their bosses, come to think of it, like, Donkey Kong Country Returns had some, oh, some motherfuckers of bosses too, but Captain K. rule after some trial and error, he goes down, you save the Donkey Kong, and oh, fuck yeah, man, one of the harder platformers I've ever beaten, and boy, did it ever feel good, and it wasn't very long, it took, oh, fuck, dude, I don't know, a few hours, four or five hours tops, it was a great time, and at the end, I got like 55%, Cranky Kong just chirped the shit out of me. He's like, bro, you're terrible, get out there and collect more coins, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm I'm good, like, I- I'm just happy I finally was able to get through one of my childhood games, man. Like, oh, feels good, and I have to thank the Nintendo Switch yet again for... Being a fantastic console for allowing me to go back and play a lot of these games. Now, they don't have all of them. I mean, I know a lot of them are missing, but at least they have the Donkey Kong Country games. And Donkey Kong Country 2 absolutely still holds up today. I would recommend you play it. If you got a Switch, if you can find it somehow, I would recommend... Just, you know, get a fucking Switch, man. Don't 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 fuck around. I mean, I know the Switch 2 is probably right around the corner, maybe a year or... Maybe- probably not even a year or so away we're not far from it so but the Nintendo switch is a fantastic console and I have been crushing old retro games from my past because of the Nintendo switch again highly recommend you check out Donkey Kong Country 1 and two and uh, we'll see about three I'm gonna go I'm not gonna go play it like right away' we'll, we'll, we'll save it for a little bit when when the time is right I will finally get into Donkey Kong Country 2 Three, but for now, Donkey Kong Country 2 is my favorite of the trilogy. You know, being that said, I didn't beat Donkey Kong Country 3. And there are some real people that, like, yeah, of course, real people. People really love Donkey Kong Country 3. There are the defenders and the lovers of that game. And people that think that it might be the best one in the series. We'll see about that. But for me, it's hands down. It's not even really close, but... For both of the first two donkey kong countries i'd play them any day of the week the music the gameplay so good looks beautiful and now it's easier than ever to play so get out there play some donkey can country and thank you everybody so much for listening if you want to watch this you can it's on youtube gamer gx videos you can go check that out and uh yeah if you want to leave a comment question anything like that consoins, you can leave a comment On the YouTube channel, you can just drop a comment, leave your question, anything like that. I'd love to read it out live on the podcast, and that'd be a lot of fun. Or if you just want to have a question or a conversation with yours truly, there's an email address as well. And also, there's Twitter. I'll throw up announcements and stuff like that for upcoming episodes, ideas. Send in your ideas, too. If there's an episode you would like me to tackle, maybe I already have it thought of, and I might might make me want to do it earlier you know what i'm saying or you might just pique my interest and bam there's going to be an episode made just for you yes you so again thank you everybody so much for listening go play donkey kong country 2 it's awesome and we'll be back again with more gx plus case